0: Welcome to the podcast where we talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac, and on this special bonus episode that we're doing now, uh, I have two of uh, guys that are part of the one of my favorite podcasts, Paranormal Wise, out there right now. Um, talking to uh, the guys from Believe in the Bizarre, Charlie and Tyler.
1: Hi, I'm I'm Charlie, and I'm Tyler, and that's very kind of you to say <laughs> in that like that category of favorite or top it's uh, big boots
2: to fill. Yeah, thank
0: you. Well, it's funny is that I'm always real picky about what my podcasts that I listen to, um, paranormal especially because a lot of guys, a lot of people out there in the paranormal world, are so they're playing characters, right? They're they're over uh, overdoing their voices. They you know they talk about subjects they know little about or they don't have any. I say personality when it comes to it. And when I listen to you guys, you guys have personality and you're very knowledgeable, at least knowledgeable to the somewhat what you're talking about each subject. So it makes it interesting to listen to you guys.
1: Thank you. It's it's ironic that you say that about personalities Because we actually just got some feedback about a week ago. where this girl was like, have you thought about doing your intro with, like, enthusiasm? <laughs> we were like, this is just the way we do it. Like, it's, like, literally the other 95% of the, the episode is us kind of being silly. I'm like, could you care a little bit? <laughs> like, yeah, so it's like the intro is kind of like the one moment we're serious and we're trying to hook you in. Which we're always down for feedback, but it's just ironic because we, we do try and be as genuine as we can in in, in our episodes, because it really is, you're listening to Tyler and Charlie talk about a paranormal topic. It's not like us putting on a facade of, you know, this is who we want to be perceived as. You know, it's nothing like that.
0: Now, what you guys made you decide on the 30-minute episodes?
2: Uh, okay, so, okay. This is, this is, that's a simple question, but I got a terrible, long answer for you.
0: Yeah.
2: All right, so... We did a podcast before, um, it, uh, and we had like sections, and then we had like the main topic, and those main topics were typically 30 minutes, and we decided we'd like that time, so it came from a skeleton of a podcast we had before we started this, essentially.
1: Right, right. and also just checking the analytics. It's like when you have an hour-long episode, um, not always but sometimes you'll get enough data from apple like itunes connect and it'll show you how long people are listening and we'd be spending this time we'd be spending this time recording an hour-long episode charlie be spending the time editing an hour-long episode and then you look and you see the majority of people listen for like 35 minutes so it just kind of seemed like that what they say the commute time like a good 25 to 30 minutes seems to be kind of what a lot of people want in a podcast obviously there are deep dives you guys do more of a deep dive than we do so you kind of your content kind of lends itself more to an hour long podcast where for us it just it wouldn't make sense it would be extra work and it it just seems to be working
0: at least for now yeah i mean i like the 30 minute things sometimes when you guys on a certain subject i wish it was longer (laughs)
1: that's (laughs) totally fair Yeah. yeah that's totally
0: fair uh I think it was the last one I listened to cuz then they guys just posted one uh yesterday, right? Today today it today. was uh, another UFO one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last one I listened to was Mothman, which that was a really good one.
1: Yeah, I imagine I didn't present that one, but I imagine for you it was pretty difficult to take all that content but then turn it into like a fast-paced 30-minute episode that's kind of like a popcorn. Mothman there's so much with Mothman
2: that it's like it you kind of like to get I just did like the greatest hits. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now, I knew. I mean, I watched a movie when I was younger. Uh, it was that uh, Mothman Prophecies?
1: Yeah, Richard Greer. Yeah.
0: So that's how I, I knew about it. And then I started, when I got older, I uh, I looked more into it and found out that like, he's like a big mascot of West Virginia and all that.
1: Yeah. Fun fact, I gave Charlie that episode, that movie to watch. He got through like 20 minutes and he's like, no. <laughs> and he I just like did it. his own research. You didn't like it or was it too scary? I did not like it. Uh, <laughs> he was probably too scared though too. <laughs> he wouldn't admit that, but.
0: I think the last time I watched it, I had to be like 16.
1: It's old. I think it's like 2001, 2002. I said 90s on our episode, but it
0: definitely is not a 90s movie. I was in high school then. So, yeah. That's a long time ago for me. Uh, If you guys are just being surprised how old I am.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How old are you, though? Yeah.
0: You don't look... 33. Oh, that's not that much older than me. That's prime,
1: man. That's prime.
0: Uh, I feel 40, though. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my butt body's uh giving up on me even though i'm trying to keep myself in shape and stuff but. It's, it's
1: all those burly man bottom belches dude
0: oh my god, god. <laughs> that, that phrase came i mean I, I, that yeah we're gonna put that on a shirt i was gonna i was literally about to
1: say you guys got to put that on
0: a t-shirt yeah we're definitely gonna put that on a shirt just because uh i already actually gave her a design for it it'd be like a cartoon version of me sitting down at like a desk like this with like headphones on speaking a microphone and you see a big glass gas cloud come up from behind me and the tile, of the shirt would say, you know, really man, bottom belch.
1: Yes. Those guys, those are like the most dedicated fans.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, when you guys, I know you, well paranormal podcast that I've, I've listened to the few ones that I have, um, you're either a person that comes from personal experiences, or you're a fan of the subjects of the paranormal so much that you're wanting to know more about it, or uh, discussing it in, in, in a uh, an outsider look. Do you guys find it yourselves as an outsider looking in, or have you had more personal experiences that would make you, I don't know, feel like you need to discuss this? Do you want to take it, or you?
2: Uh, I'll go. I'll go first, I guess. Um. Kind of both, I guess. Yeah. I, I've had a couple of experiences, but I mean nothing like crazy. Um I, mean, I saw like silhouettes of people or something like that, but nothing like really crazy. The the scariest thing that ever happened to me was um I was stage managing for a theater and I was locking up and I was I was leaving and the the door like the stage doors were like rattling and when I locked it, it just stopped. It was it was nuts. And then so I, from that, I kind of got more into it because I'm, I'm a big fan of the last podcast on the left, and they got me into a lot of, like, paranormal subjects. So kind of, kind of both. Hmm. I definitely – I've had personal
1: experiences, um, but I definitely don't feel qualified to consider myself as, like, a paranormal investigator or an expert. I definitely – the way I kind of – cope with it in my head is like i'm a passionate fan of paranormal creating content for other passionate fans of the paranormal it's mm-hmm. like i like i for the time being who knows 10 years from now where i'll be or we will be but for now it's kind of like we're gonna stay in our lane of don't come to us as experts because we're not and we don't want to put on that facade of being an expert because that's just not who we are we don't have those answers we're not Zach vagans of you know ghost adventures I and mean, we don't want to pretend to be that we i would feel like a fraud if somebody started listening to us and was like these guys have all these personal experiences and they're going to tell me exactly what this is or what's happening it's kind of like our thing is doing a lot of research because we're passionate about it and telling the stories in a fun engaging way and then letting you telling you whether or not we believe these stories that we're researching and. It's it's kind of easy because the research we do and the information we get is available to anybody who wants to spend the time reading books or online finding information. Uh, so it's kind of like an everyday person telling uh, paranormal stories to other everyday people, mm. um, which isn't the sexiest kind of thing to say. <laughs> but it's also – I'm very – I just want to be very transparent and honest. It, you know what I mean? It's kind of like we put the work in. I we def, I stand behind the work we do.
2: Oh, yeah. We do we do research. Like, yeah,
1: what like I said, I'm not – Expert, by any right. But what? that like that's the thing. We're just not experts, and I don't ever want anybody to feel fooled by listening to it that we think we are, because I know we're not.
0: <laughs> no, I, I know that as as good. I just want to, I guess, to hear you guys uh opinion on it or how you guys classify yourselves. Because I mean I'm a fan and I a fan of you guys. And I live it every day. Every paranormal experience you can think of has happened. I, I experienced, I think you guys probably heard the the fairy folk uh, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That mm-mm. that was something I never thought I would experience in my life, right? Seeing a gnome. I mean, that's <laughs> crazy. It's not, when
1: you when you go on YouTube, that's not what people are typically seeing. It's ghosts. It's demons. You know, yeah. you don't see people talking about
0: gnomes. So, I mean, I as I, I, I think I said it before. It's like, I have experienced, I probably experienced at least something we always talk about, but not everything. But, uh, and Megan on the same side as well. But, yeah, that's as I said. Even me, as someone who lives it day to day, I still find you guys entertaining to listen to because I like some of the subjects you guys talk about. Uh, some of it's more interesting. Um, I it, guess it's more interesting to hear from an outsider's point point of view from someone who doesn't live it every day to see how they uh, react to it or how they would perceive it.
1: Right, and I, I just think it's really cool because it's like we are both the examples because, like you guys are the exact opposite of us, which is why I think I'm so drawn and I'm such a fan of hitting the shadows because like just the personal experience episodes that you guys put out, it's just amazing to us. Cause it's like, if I want to listen to us, I'll listen to us. You know what I mean? It's like what we do is we find a cool topic, we research it, and we present it in an entertaining way. And that works for us, but what works for you guys, which you guys also do research and uh, you expand on topics, but like you guys have the personal stories and the personal experiences and it's it's just cool how like two very different, but still within the same kind of genre of paranormal can work and do well. And I get a lot of enjoyment because I don't get those everyday experiences. So when I listen to Hit in the Shadows*, it's just like especially the Ouija board episode. That was that was one of my favorites. <laughs> Hearing those experiences because one, I won't touch a Ouija board. I know you had like a small run-in with one, but
2: like <laughs> I you,
1: like where you come to us for just entertaining stories that are researched. I like going to you guys because you guys have the personal experiences and I think that's awesome. And I, I think it's really smart that you guys are doing a podcast because people want to hear those
0: stories. Well, funny enough, the paranormal podcast was not our first choice.
1: Really? You guys have another podcast. I think you guys lightly touch on it, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, NYAC or not your average conversation podcast was our first idea to do. Uh, it all, uh, it sparked from uh, me and Megan's uh, conversation at the end of the day. Cause I mean, I, I work uh, from like eight o'clock at morning to like seven o'clock at night. So I don't see her all day. So some of the conversations we would have at night were weird. We're out there, not your average. Right. And I was always wanting to start a podcast. Cause I had a friend at work. We wanted to do like a nerd cultural podcast, like yeah. comic books and star Wars and stuff like that. But um I wanted to start one and Megan was like, you know what we're talking about right now wouldn't make a good podcast. You want to do that. So that's how we could start in that. But um, we kept hinting at the paranormal episodes that we might do in not your average conversation. People were really drawn to it. They wanted to hear, I want to hear you guys. paranormal. So I want to hear you guys. paranormal. So we were like, Why don't we just do one on paranormal, we got enough material between the both of us to write like five or six books. So, let's just do our episode on just a paranormal subject that we've had experiences with and hitting the shadows far exceeded anything that NYAC could ever have done so much so that we kind of put NYAC on the back burner for right now that we didn't say quit to it, but we just kind of put it off to the side we might come no, back to it later.
1: We're in the same exact boat. Cause the one that we were telling you about before that's an hour long, we started that in July of 2019 and last month we officially put it on hiatus. It's like, the, the return that we're seeing, and I, I hate to, to put it in terms like that, but the engagement that we're seeing for Believe Me in Bazaar compared to what we saw for the other podcasts. Like we already surpassed in downloads. It just and, comes
2: down to an effort output.
1: Yeah, so we actually put that one on hiatus. It's interesting because everybody kept telling us, you need to find a, a niche or a niche, however you want to say it. And we're like, nah, we're going to do this variety type show. But same thing with what you were saying one of our weekly episodes was about paranormal stuff and those would always have the most downloads and we would have the most fun doing those episodes until finally we were just like, let's make a specific uh, podcast that's kind of just focused around how we would handle that episode.
2: Yeah. We're like, yeah, yeah, we'll do both. Everything's going to be fine. I'll just double my work output. It's fine. Everything's Is that, good. is
1: that where you guys were at for like the last six weeks where you're like, we can handle both. And then you see him in the shadows do really well, and you're like,
2: Well, do we
1: have to record the other one
0: tonight? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, because I mean, we uh, she edited most of them, excuse me, and um, we also have a you know, a four year old son, so having to watch him, what she's doing right now, that's why she's not on this. But oh, we, we decided these bonus episodes would be me, my four picks, and her four picks, and she would do ones by herself as I watch Killian, and then she'll watch hers. And at the time that we have when he's asleep to record like actual Hidden Shadow episodes, then. That's a whole different thing.
1: Yeah, I mean your alien one. I think you guys were saying it was like one a.m., two a.m.
0: Uh, it was about midnight we started recording that. Okay, and then you yeah. said
1: you work at like seven or eight in the morning. So that's well, that's commitment.
0: So it was like- oh,
1: okay. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Let's say that's yeah. still a commitment though, time wise. Yeah. I think I feel like some people don't know that the time commitment that goes into a podcast. i
0: well, it's like I, like I said, I'm, I, I guess I, what I'm selling, what she, because she does a lot of the work for it. But I remember we were having this conversation, me and her, about why I think we're doing so well, why you guys are doing so well, why other podcasts are doing so well, especially the ones that actually are doing well, let's say that. Right. It's because you're selling a personality. When you're a dud, right, or you got a personality of a potato, right, no one's really going <laughs> to listen you. to you. You either have a bad way of speaking or you're not engaging or any of those other negatives when it comes to, uh, like I said, podcasts that don't survive. Um, you're not you're not selling personality, and as what i was telling her is like, okay, you do all the hard work, I'll just worry on my personality, okay. <laughs> there you go. And, um, but no, I, I I knew if I knew how to edit, I would help her. But most of the time, I just help set up. The, I mean, I set up the equipment. I um, I find the subjects to talk about. I give her points of information, um, like saying, hey, let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. Because I mean, she has a few things that she wants to talk about specifically, like Ouija boards. That was her idea. Right. My experience with Ouija boards is none because I avoid them like a 10 foot pole. I don't want. Yeah, totally get you there. So that's why my 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 uh, my topic points were um, those of you want to know any information on how to deal with Ouija boards. A simple one. uh, Don't. (laughs) Yeah. So um,
1: did you convince her to do the black eyed kids yet? The black eyed children?
0: I've been trying.
1: Yeah, I got you. If you guys drop it, though, I'll be I'll be looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, because uh, I've read and listened to enough stories about them that uh, it's very intriguing. But the funny thing is they say the more you talk about them, the more you bring them up, the yeah. uh, chances of them coming to your door is higher. It's true, yeah. according to the the legend. The yes. blackhead
2: Kids is something we touched on on our other podcasts, and that's why we're not going to do it for a while. Yeah, it's like some of the topics we already used before. It's like even though they're not – like
1: whoever listens to leaving Bazaar wouldn't know those topics. It's still for us. We're just going to wait a little bit. So it's fresher. Yeah. But it is a fun topic to cover. So I hopefully, but I, I totally understand why you wouldn't at the same time. I'm selfishly hoping you do.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we were talking about this month about possible uh, topics. I think uh, demons was one. Um, I think haunted objects. That's the one we're going to release Friday. Uh But yeah, I wanted to do demons, uh, just like the basicness of them, because I want to give a big warning to people who don't know that much about them and what to do's and don'ts, mostly don'ts, um, when it comes to demons. Uh, What was the other one? Uh, I wanted to do something like childhood fears, like things that you were afraid of, terrified as a kid, but now that you're an adult, don't really bother you that much. But if you were put into experience, again, might trigger those uh, childhood emotions, those memories of fear. Are you gonna? Are you guys gonna talk about like
1: Annabelle and the diptic box on um, the haunted mm-hmm. objects?
0: Yes, I actually watched. Um... By the way, I just want to know something: Are you guys a fan of Ghost Adventures, or you have like you have a beef with Zach or something? No, I I, I joke <laughs> I
1: jokingly tease him. I think he's a little arrogant, right. but I also think he knows his stuff. And I love the show. I, my wife and I, binge it all the time. I think
2: he's fun. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I, I like to, te- <laughs> I like to tease him because I know he can take it. You know what I mean? But he does kind of like have that, like, as soon as I entered the room, the yeah. game because <laughs> I was in here and he wanted to get to me. And Aaron's just like, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do enjoy. I like Zach and I like, I like those adventures.
0: Yeah, I was because uh, I with the paranormal world. It's either a love-hate relationship with him. People either love him or they freaking hate him. And I've heard both sides of the uh, the aisle when it comes to the podcast on Paranormal. I've heard people talk good things. And I've heard, heard people talk terrible things on the whole idea of televised uh, paranormal investigating. Uh, I think
1: it's just when anybody in any type of forum gets to that elite of a status – you're always going to have, I mean, it's like LeBron in basketball. It's just like when you get that popular, that big, you're going to get attacked by people. You're going to get praise from people. I think that just kind of comes with the territory.
0: Yeah. Now, um, she told me that there's one, one Pacific that you guys want to talk about with me.
1: Um, we kind of just talked about some ideas. We could talk about personal stories, we could talk about aliens. I really liked, there's actually a couple of points about your alien episode that'd be fun to talk about. And right. uh, I also love talking about horror movies. I don't know if you're a big horror movie fanatic. Ooh, yes. Um, also, and I maybe mean, probably not today. If you ever want to talk Star Wars, hit me up. Cause, uh, <laughs> I, I do enjoy my Star Wars.
2: It is a thing that he is just the biggest nerd about. Like, he's not a nerd about most things, but like, not tell you the plants and stuff. It's that's when amazing.
0: the nerd comes out. I, well, or go ahead. There's one question I always ask every Star Wars fan that I meet. Would okay. you be a Sith or Jedi?
1: Oh, man. And I think ideally I'd like to be a Jedi. Um, but I feel like the course of situations that would kind of dictate that, it's kind of hard to tell because, I, like, I go to work. I come like, home. I make dinner. Like, my life's very basic. If I was put in a situation where I had to make like the decisions that would lend, put me put me down one of those paths, I'd like to say that I would become a Jedi. But I mean, I'm also there's moments I'm selfish. There's moments I'm hateful. So ideally Jedi, but I really don't know. <laughs> I'll yeah. be a senator. What do you want to be? <laughs> a senator. You want to be a senator? Yeah. No, Live in that big city in yeah. one of those huge mm-hmm. those the huge rooms in Coruscant. <laughs> just want to get that that uh, politics it's my future
2: yeah
0: <laughs> i always choose sith yeah yeah
1: is there a particular reason
0: uh the fashion uh the fashion wear,
1: the, <laughs> the, the cloaks <laughs>
0: yeah i always wear black anyway so i mean that works works well with my my color palette, palette that i choose not a
1: tan or brown guy
0: no <laughs> if you look at my closet it's 98 percent black so i mean that's not a Gothic yeah. thing. It's just a metal thing. I mean, I was like uh, people always ask, "Oh, you feel it's always black?" It's like I'm a rocker, right?
1: <laughs> you do get those sweet yellow eyes like Anakin too. So you know what? Maybe maybe we'll go maybe we'll go Sith. I like. I'd rather have a green lightsaber than red, though. Do you know what's one's <laughs> Oh, it's a colorblind <laughs> joke. Yeah, I feel bad for Count Dooku. He had that limp dick red lightsaber
0: that's just kind of bent. Actually, you know that's the one I want more than anything. It's the curved. Really, hilt. you yeah. want the flaccid lightsaber? Well, it's like it's the curved hilt. It's 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 cut at a point to create a fencing uh, handle. That's why they gave it to him because he was supposed to be a good swordsman.
1: Okay, I it makes more sense, I guess, than Kylo's, where it has the two little red things on the side. It's like this looks dope. I don't know. Um, so oh, you know what? So let me let me talk about this. side. I really liked in the Alien episode that just came out, mm-hmm. how you were kind of explaining about aliens and kind of how we perceive them and you're saying like we are a warmongering society so when we envision aliens and you see aliens in films and comic books it's like they want to take over the world and it's like is that just humans putting a human perspective on a being that could be so far past like taking over territory and stuff like that that was something i was listening to and i was just like that's a really good
0: point well there's a, there's a thought i've always had and it's it, it, i don't know if it's in like scientists think about it whatsoever but um we can't as humans comprehend anything that uh, i don't know where you guys stand in religion but we can't comprehend anything that wasn't created by god in a sense of two eyes one nose two ears one mouth four limbs five feet you know anything that you see on earth we can't comprehend anything that's Mm -hmm. not doesn't need air to breathe doesn't need eyes to see doesn't need a nose to smell doesn't need ears to hear so when we think of aliens, we kind of think of them as something that's similar to us. Um, that's why there's things out there that we probably doesn't need blood to be alive or it doesn't need a brain to to work. And that's that's the stuff that you know, freaks me out when I think about it. Um, but stuff like that would exist or wouldn't exist. We don't know that much, no. But um, I guess one of the points I kept uh, about the Anunnaki, one thing I forgot to say is that um, I forgot about it all entirely. Apparently, the Anunnaki, according to Sumerian well, translations, whatever, is that there was a leader, and there was second-in-command. He was the brother, apparently, to the main leader of the Anunnaki that were there with us. He's the one, apparently, that was sympathetic to their creation and, I guess, led them to revolt or gave them the tools to survive when they left.
1: Did you know about that? Because you... I no, actually that. didn't know about that. He was talking about about, about this species. This species, Anunnaki. Nah.
2: Yeah, it's a species.
1: Okay. He was actually talking to me about that. He's like the alien guru. I I think yeah. it's fascinating, but he is so much more well researched on the topic than I am.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, Anunnaki. Um, I I actually hadn't heard that.
0: Yeah. So my uh, I talked to my father in law about it, and he uh, he's a real history buff, and he he studied. Uh, I'm going to say history, buff. when it comes to American history, I don't know anybody who knows more other than history teachers. But we were talking about it. He, he uh, showed me this uh, article that was some other country that was talking about it. And uh, the translations um, are very vague from the ancient Sumerian because we're still trying to get 100%. Like I think we got like 40% translated. But when it comes to that Anaki subject, I think they said something about he. It was like second in command. So And the translation that we think says brother. But it could mean something different in their language, but so, apparently, someone that was close to the main leader basically either they don't can decipher whether he gave us like the push to revolt or basically said, Here's some fire, some basic tools, survive without us. See you guys later, man. I I w- get it. I'm
2: sorry,
1: no, I, I wouldn't even know how to decipher that. Go ahead, so like
0: a
2: Prometheus kind of effect.
0: Uh, well, well Prometheus was like that's Greek, trying to but- kill us. <laughs> Well, he gave humans fire though. Yeah. So, oh, you Talking about the movie. I'm sorry. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I'm talking about Greek mythology. Yeah, yeah, Prometheus how he gave us fire to survive.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, actually I was that was another point I wanted to hit on um the aliens. Uh you talked about the four four main races, right?
0: I uh, I only remember three. There was a fourth one I totally forgot about.
2: Is it Pleiadians? Describe them. Pleiadians. Um Describe them. They're like, they're they're kind of thin necks, like oval heads, um, nostrils, kind of like the the aliens from Star Wars that made the clones. The the like Tanwee. Yeah, is that what they're called? That's her name. Oh, then yes, kind, kind of, of like Tan-we, the yeah. Pleiadians. I think that's kind of, and like Camino? That of
0: stuff. Oh yeah, the Camino Camino wins, yes. you call them. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like the, they kind of look like
2: that. The Pleiadians, the, Ple- the Plejarans, Pleiadians. It's one of those.
0: Yeah, because I remember I was watching this video uh, on the deep end of YouTube, which is the one place you, the one you really go unless you have free time. Um, I was
2: wondering if you um, hit on if you'd heard of uh, the Nordics or the Tall Whites or the Insectoids.
0: No, um, like I said, I remember I, I, the where I got the four alien races from, at least the top ones, was a video on the like deep end of YouTube. Um, when you go down the rabbit hole, uh, the place that you really shouldn't go to unless you have free time. <laughs> but um yeah, they, they talked about the reptilians. They talked about the grays. They talked about Anaki. and They talked about another alien race that apparently wanted to take control of humans. So you know, the reptilians apparently they just want to do it sneaky, like like spy stuff, kind of like infiltrate us. But the, the grays, celebrities like, and stuff yeah. like that. The grays are almost like they're just curious, and they're almost like scientists. Uh, they want to like study us. But then there's that other theory about the grays is that they're us in the future.
2: I've heard a the theory that the greys are uh biological machines.
0: Ooh, that's new.
2: That
1: would be very interesting if they were us from the future just like it observing be. the past.
2: Yeah, the i heard you talking about that on the podcast. I was like that's I've heard that, but also it's creepy. It's a creepy thought.
1: It's just interesting how it's all just theories, you know what I mean? It's like nobody can say like this is what happened, like this is fact.
2: It's just yeah. not. So time down. Just,
1: yeah, sticking with which ones make the most sense to you. So we, we got got and see what's inside. There's, kind of, <laughs> there's something nice about that, though, I think. Because nobody can be right, nobody can be wrong. It's I'm just, just saying, a punch an alien in the face. That's what I'm saying. You punch an alien in the face. I would. Not if it's one of those tall ones. You ain't reaching that. I'd punch in the tummy, I guess. Punch I don't in know. the dick. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your top three favorite horror movies?
0: Uh, the Saw series. Yeah. Is number one. Um, the paranormal, uh, was it, uh, paranormal Activity series. Probably as be number two. Oh, uh, and uh, I think the Freddy Krueger series, number three, Nightmare on Elm Street.
1: I just had a dream about Freddy Krueger last night, actually. Jerry I asked him. King. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I asked him. I'm like, do you feel bad about killing people? And he's like, no. No, I don't. Of course not. <laughs>
2: Bitch. I like okay. Harry Potter.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's he gets too afraid for scary movies, which is funny because, like, I'm the one that loves taking in all this horror content. And he doesn't because it freaks him out but it's, I think it's more fun on like our episodes. Cause you're the one that we had somebody else reach out to us and was like, I like one of the guys. Cause I don't think they had her name sound, but you can just hear it in this voice that he's getting freaked out. So I think the people that are a little bit, I'm not very sensitive at all. Charlie's definitely like when we, when we go on ill-advised ghost hunting, uh, adventures, he's definitely the more sensitive person. So it's kind of fun for us that he's kind of like the people that are a little bit more sensitive. Um, to paranormal activity. I think you can, like, you're kind of, like, the facet for them, where I think I'm a little bit more skeptical, but I love the horror
2: content.
0: I think you're right. What do you mean by sensitive?
2: Oh, like, um, feeling stuff.
1: Yeah, when we go out, he'll, he'll, like, be, he'll stop cold because he'll feel something or an emotion. Like, it's
2: not, like, honed or anything, but it's, like, just a feeling back your neck. Mm. And,
1: and I'm just like yeah I feel the wind <laughs> <laughs> i'm I'm not afraid to admit that I'm definitely not incredibly sensitive but th- that's why I really enjoy going out with charlie because I kind of feed vicariously through him but he definitely there probably isn't a level of untapped potential in terms of conquering that sensitivity that you just haven't got to yet maybe lazy Uh-oh. piece of shit
0: <laughs> i mean that was the uh the mo with megan is that she was classified technically as sensitive when she was muting uh, her her abilities, and then as now that she's I guess opening up to it, she's classified now as a medium, psychic or sense uh, or you know on, on that level where she can, you know, actually now see who she's looking for. She can know exactly and pinpoint someone in a room that we can't see. So she's becoming more powerful with it every single time she opens herself more to it. Now, according to other psychics and meetings and stuff like that, apparently according to her, or see, what they've told her is that she is very powerful, but she's uh, putting the handcuffs on, you know, running with weights on her ankles. So she's basically pulling herself back from her her full potential. Um, Maybe something you want to look into?
2: I was always scared of that. Like, I I thought maybe when I was younger, I was better at it, but I... I I feel like I probably did the same thing. Cause I don't want to wake up and see a face in my face.
1: <laughs> That's true though. I mean, like if you decide to open yourself up to it more, you can become more powerful. So to say, so to speak, but at the same time, it's maybe
2: you don't want to live that lifestyle. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to see, I don't want to be the kid from six Sense.
0: <laughs> I mean, that was kind of her fear about it because with opening yourself up to those who are dead, you also open up your, yeah, open yourself up to, uh, the evil, what's out there that could potentially cause damage.
1: This probably isn't a fair question since she's not here to answer it herself, but I'll ask you based on maybe conversations you guys have had, has she regretted opening up at all from what
0: you've... Yeah, a few times Um, because she does get a little freaked out about the whole thing, Um, especially when I bring up subjects, other subjects, When I bring up experiences at night, let's say that she's most worried about at night uh, because that's when the activity seems to be highest. And now our son is on some weird sleep schedule where like stays up to like three o'clock in the morning. So and we talked about the all witching hour. So, you know what that means? Yes. Uh, (laughs) You guys talked about it, too. I remember that episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think it was like episode seven.
1: So is the house you're in right now is that the haunted house you guys might uh, investigate in on Halloween or around Halloween? Well, every house
0: we lived in has been haunted. But, yes, this will be the uh, the house we investigate.
1: Gotcha. Have you guys come to a conclusion on what you're going to do? That's what I want
0: to do. But she was saying, like, how we're going to do it, you know, how we're going to do everybody here. Um, but I was like, we'll do it at night when everyone's asleep. So, uh, if, yeah, I think what we'll do is we'll stick to, like, two or three rooms specifically, not the whole house. Like, maybe this room we're in right now, the one we record, um, our bedroom, um, the den, and probably the other, the playroom where the kids play, and she's had stuff happen there when she was young. Um, a few experiences in our bedroom, but not so much. Um, this, obviously, the room we record is where we catch all the EVPs. Uh, so, when we actually, what I, I have, I don't know what you guys use to record. Like, what do you guys like? Just. GarageBand, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, our, our entire... If you don't count the Mac that we're recording with GarageBand, but our entire setup is like 150 bucks and under. Like, yeah. it is super cheap. We're using uh, blue snowballs.
0: Now, I have a high-end digital recorder that I bought. Uh, I forgot the name. Zoom. The Zoom uh, something. It's the first level. It only has two mi- uh, microphone outputs that we can record through. And that's what we've been using for the last, what, five or six episodes. Um and there's a higher level that has five outputs. That's like a more better quality. But I just bought the cheaper one, the, the two output one. And I've, it also has a, you can attach a shotgun mic um, on the top. So I can actually record through it. But the microphone on the top, not the best quality, but also has the highest sensitivity. Uh, so I can pick up a voice whispering or something on the, on the top mic than, other than the microphone like these.
1: Right, is that how you've been catching the EVPs through that shotgun? Mic?
0: No, no, no. Do that. Okay, the regular oh. microphones. Gotcha. Every time we send you something, um, that's through the microphones.
1: That's great. Have you so have you started using the other mic yet?
0: No, it it sounds like like I don't know. If, if it's not quiet in the room, you can hear some fart from three three doors away <laughs>
1: yeah. so you'd be sacrificing the audio for the actual episode to potentially catch something which probably just isn't worth it i imagine
0: well that's what we're debating on because she wants to do like invest use the same formula but investigate somewhere else i was like well if you can find somewhere around here that will allow us to investigate you know i'll be more than happy to do it but then again we'll be entering someone else's domain and who knows who we might bring back with us
1: Right, we've yeah. we've only ever used phones to capture stuff, and we got one EVP about six years ago, but that was just like cell phone audio recording app. Let's go. That's like going back to what I was saying. Definitely not experts in any way, shape, or form. If I could pl- pick a place around here, I want to go to the Franklin Castle, Newcastle. The Franklin Castle. Oh, the Franklin Castle in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, that would be I'd cool. I think you probably need permission.
2: Oh yeah, no, you can't just break in, sneak there.
1: in. You guys are in North Carolina. Yeah. Okay, I've been. I love Wilmington, and uh, I vacation at uh, Holden Beach. But I'm I not. love
2: the Cracker Barrels. The
1: Cracker Barrels. I've only driven through. We have one ten minutes from here. Dude. I'm, yeah, I'm just sad.
0: okay. Uh, yeah, you guys are in Ohio, right? Yeah, yeah, we're in the Akron
1: Lebron area. Ah, well, not anymore. But oh, yeah. <laughs> when he was here,
0: yeah. Uh, I guess North Carolina. I don't think I. I originally from Texas, so. Okay. My life was spent there, but yeah, the few times here at the East Coast, the only thing I know that's different is that Carl's Jr. is called Hardee's. Yep. Yep. I've yeah. never been to either. Same so. stuff. Same stuff. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Um, the hell were you talking about? I lost my train. Uh, of course. I don't know. We jumped. We jumped. <laughs> <laughs> you going off on tangents, man? Going like we do. That's, that's okay, though. Genuine yeah. conversation. Yeah, well, I told uh, Megan is the basis of each of these bonus episodes will be. Uh, just conversations with about paranormal stuff and questions we might yeah. have for each other. Um, one thing I wanted to, now I wanted to save this for episode for you guys, but since we're doing this right now, I think if you want to use the audio from it to do a, your own episode or even record it with about the subject, I'm just going to give you the information um, and, I guess I want to take it like an email. Like when you have people email in, you guys do your episodes with like... Oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, yeah. you want to... Are you submitting a story to us on your... Yes.
0: All right, let's do it. All right. Um, this is what I want to bring to you guys because maybe you got people who listen to you might know more. And this has maybe something to do with the paranormal, but it's something I've only talked about briefly on the on the podcast. Not in Hint in the Shadows, only on the NYC. I actually brought it up one time. But... When I was 16, I started experiencing things that I called seizures, uh, which was deja vu seizures. And I combined the words together to create that word because every time I would have deja vu, I would have a seizure. Well, at least I thought was one. What I experienced was I had a massive headache. I felt like my heart was being squeezed. I could hardly breathe. I felt extremely nauseous and a room was spinning all at the same time. Every time I had deja vu. And this happened a lot when I was 16. it actually started. And it got worse. It happened three times a day, every day, to a point my mother noticed and had to take me to, you know, the doctor. You know, does he got a brain tumor? Is it, what's going on, right? So I had the whole CAT scan done where they search your whole body, search your brain. They found something, but not what was causing it. They actually found a um, small polyp, about the smaller than the size of a dime right here in my skull. Uh, in the brain that apparently makes me sensitive to certain smells. So uh, cinnamon and cilantro are out for me.
1: What was that called? What was that called?
0: A polyp. Polyp? Yeah, a flesh. Oh, it's like a little, it was a benign tumor, essentially. It was, it oh, really, okay. It was like right here, above the nasal cavity. It, Is it still there or they take that out? No, it's still there. Okay. Uh, I'm, it makes me sensitive to certain smells like cinnamon and cilantro. I found in the top two that I can't smell or it gives me a massive migraine-level headache right here in the front of my skull. That's uh, nuts. Yeah, it's – well, makes, make it makes Megan pissed off because she really likes cinnamon, but I banned it from the house. <laughs> anyway, so it happened a lot, and what I chalked it up to when I was young was that these episodes I thought were seizures. I have never had seizures before. I talked to people who have had seizures. They kind of say it doesn't really sound like it, but it could be the same reason behind it. So as I got older, I reflected back on it, and it, they went away from the age of 20 to about 28, right? Eight years, nothing, nothing even close, nothing remotely close to it whatsoever. It is a medical mystery, whatever it is. And I, I had my theories of why, like every time I would have one of these uh, deja vu episodes, I would get uh, a memory of a dream, apparently. And I thought it was a dream, one big giant dream that caused these to happen. And I would repeat them, in my current time, like I had, I had a dream about the future, like one big day or something, and then I would see it again. And that's why I had a deja vu, and that's what caused the pain. That was my conclusion when I was young. Didn't have it for the longest time. As I got older, I hit around 28, 29, I started becoming, I don't say I had awakening, but basically I just became smarter for some reason. I was able to remember things, learn fast, analyze, all that. So I went back and thought about those things. Probably the worst—not the worst thing I did—but for some reason they came back. They came back with heavy application, application. So the word I'm looking for with a vengeance. Let's say that. Um, I started having these episodes again, and then I—I I was like, I can't do this again. I it. I was driving one time, and I had one of these, and I almost—I kind of caused a wreck. So I looked up what seizures and when people have them. What are they called. Mm-hmm. What what is this whole thing, and. This is not a seizure at all. It's not even classified as one, even even a little bit. It is uh, well a little bit, and yes and no. When people have seizures, they have thing called foreshocks, which is the sensation that one is coming. I kind of have that feeling too. I get that small hazy thought in my head, and then like oh, and then it hits all that pain at one time. So it's not a seizure. So I don't have no idea what it is. Maybe there's something neurologically going wrong up here, but I haven't actually had tests done. Well, yeah, I did have tests done as of recently because I had my back pain with my sciatic nerve pain going on, and I had to get the whole thing over again to look in there. And they saw the polyp in my skull asked me about it, and I was like, yeah, I had it when I was 16. They didn't take it out. It was benign. I didn't worry about it. So they did my brain. Didn't find anything wrong. Um, it's just – and then – where was I going with this? Um, so, yeah, it's not a seizure. It has nothing to do with that, but the same idea. I have a foreshock before it happens. Now, I started learning about quantum mechanics and quantum theory for fun. I was interested about it when I was in high school, too dumb to care. So as I got older, I started to care more about it. I started reading into it, learning about Hugh Everett's multi-world theory. Well, he was the one who came up with the whole thing about it, multi- uh, Hugh Everett. So I started reading books on him. His conclusion with Schwartner's theory on, on, on quantum mechanics is that Schwartner's cat – and you guys heard about that, right? The cat's alive and is dead in a box at the same time, right? Right, yes. For in order for that to exist, right, the cat has to be alive and dead at the same time. But how can that be? Well, if it is alive and dead in the same state, then it can be. So what he ever did is a multi-world theory in a sense of that every decision you've ever made or not made has happened and has to happen in order for it to exist. Now, stop me if I go over your guys' head with this stuff.
1: No, I I have, I have a guess where this is going, but I'll let you finish.
0: Yeah. Now, um, I apply that to what is causing this and it became more evident when I started every recently, you know, funny enough, I had two of these today. Two. Wow. That's one an hour before I started talking to you guys. Wow. Um, how long do they last? Seconds, maybe 15 at most. Okay. All right. Um, and I, I, like when they when i start having them now like the last three or four years but i would now i can focus on what i see in my head when it happens and i what i see now are memories i've never had memories of experiences i've never done i see versions of myself that look like me but aren't me maybe altered differently in a little bit uh Oh, hold on a second. This something just popped up on the menu. All right. Um versions of myself that I've never like I my beard might be different, my hair might be longer, shorter, my skin might be darker, might be lighter, like maybe I got a tan, maybe I didn't. Uh my body size might be thinner or bigger, depending you know, it just like it's something all off by the little bit, right? And only for like a, a flash I would see this. Okay, something scary happened then. I have a friend that i work with for about two years. Me and him always talk. We're always talking about stuff. He's the one I want to start the podcast with, with uh, nerd stuff. Yeah. I'm a very observant person. I'm very detailed analytical when it comes to everything and everyone I meet. Right. And especially someone I've talked to for two years, I would know everything about them. I would know every detail of their face. I talked to him after I had the last, this is like a year ago. I talked to him. I, had, I had, like days when it's doing when it started picking up again, these episodes. I, he had a gap in his teeth right in the front, right in the front from the two big teeth. I would have noticed that I would have made fun of him. I would have joked about it. I would ask, Hey, can you shoot water through it? You know, the typical jokes, but I just noticed it now after two years of talking to him and being friends with him. I just noticed it now. It's like someone having a mustache and you just notice it all of a sudden. Right? Never noticed it before. All of a sudden, you see it. Like, how would you grow that mustache? What are you talking about? I've always had this mustache. Then I thought to myself, "Oh, oh, crap. Are my memories being altered or I'm just remembering another reality that I never experienced? So that made me think, am I jumping realities? Am I, every time I have these episodes, am I moving from one to the other? Maybe at a one, maybe I'm at version 200 of myself. A lot of different theories I was running with. But about the quantum mechanics and Hugh Everett thing. Now, my conclusion is what causes the pain. Why I see these things is that Hugh Everett's theory is that there are versions of you happening at the same time in the same place all the time. So there's a version of you guys switched switch opposite seats or sitting farther back or not even in this room or in a different place altogether or not even doing this podcast. So you're just like different things, different versions of yourself in the same room at the same time. What I think these episodes are are me another version of myself colliding and when we collide we trade memories and that trading causes that malfunction the pain the the electrical surge in my brain everything at at one time and when we collide that happens so i basically have been colliding with myself numerous times more than enough but that also came with a theory that maybe i'm running into alternate versions of myself not running into, but I'm swapping places. Like when we collide, I switch places with them, but I don't notice any major details that change because when you go from one reality to the other, there's not a major difference. Maybe you you cut your pinky nail a little bit shorter than the other version of yourself, something like minor detail like that. But then I started noticing things like my friend, his gap in his teeth, right? Uh, There was another one. I totally forgot. (laughs) Uh, That was like a major thing. Like why that wasn't how the way I remember it. Um, It's almost like a Mandela effect thing.
1: That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm like, this feels like a very small scale Mandela effect, which one of the theories that, you know, is about, you know, that people talk about is the parallel universe and things, you know, mix matching colliding. That's incredible. Has Megan noticed any differences? So uh, to me, if I, if I were to just jump on and say, I a hundred percent believe this, I would think that it's like a short temporary merge. But if you were switching places, then wouldn't Megan be able to pick up on tiny differences maybe?
0: Well, oh, excuse me. That's the thing that I'm thinking is that I'm moving maybe not at like from one to 1,000 version of myself. Maybe I'm moving one to 100 and the distance and that, that amount of the change that's happened is very minute. No one will really notice unless you're paying attention. When you go from like one to one millionth version of yourself, then you're talking like – you know i have a beard or i don't have a beard or i have a, a different hairstyle i don't have a hairstyle or i'm into country music instead of metal or i'm like that when that i start i guess i'm assuming when the major changes happen i have been moving such as a slow pace apparently if it is true that i can hardly notice anything different other than my own surroundings
1: wow and my very before we you got into the quantum mechanics my if I had to guess, I, I, it would almost felt like um, you were having these seizures because maybe you, there was some trauma or something you experienced at a young age that was so terrifying or just terrible that your body was suppressing it. So every time it was coming to you, your body was having like a seizure to keep it repressed. But that kind of is out the window now. That was just my initial reaction. Where dibs. are you at?
2: Dibs. I'm at dibs. You're at dibs.
1: I'm the story. I don't know you're talking. About. You experienced the same thing? No, no. You're gonna present the story, right? Oh, oh, yeah. yeah Charlie calls dibs on t- on telling the story. Gotcha. Oh, okay. I, I was <laughs> like, so you're just now telling me? Yeah, same dude. No, same. No, no, no. You know, he wants to no, tell the story. No, that's weird. I gotcha. That dude. That is. That is insane. I, I have a movie. I don't have the name of it at the top of my head, but there's a movie that I really. I'm gonna send your way over Instagram that I I want you to check it out. Um. Because it kind of reminds me of this a little bit, but that's it's kind of scary. Like, because you don't know how much it could change.
0: Yeah, every time I have one of these, and like, am what's being altered from the last one? Am I, you know, when I swap memories or I switch places with this other version? Uh, either one, um, what's being taken? What's being given? Where am I going? A lot of different questions and stuff like that. Uh, like the recent one I had today, the two of them uh, was this morning. I was actually trimming my mustache. I was looking in the mirror, and everything has to be specifically correct, and or not correct, in the right spot, in the right lighting, in the right smell. Everything has to be aligned in the right way for order to trigger it. Um, so me standing in the mirror with the light, with the smell of someone cooked bacon earlier that morning, in the air, with me wearing what I was wearing, and cutting my mustache in the right angle, Triggered it all at the same time, to a point where what I saw was the walls in the hallway weren't white; they were wood panel. Right, and the version I saw myself looked more Spanish than he looked Mexican. I didn't have a beard; I just had the mustache and the, like a little goatee thing. Right, <laughs> it made me think I Antonio Banderas when I basically I saw myself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what the only two flashes I saw in my memory. Well, I guess were transferred were wood panel walls and my, my mustache. I look more Spanish, I guess. Uh, maybe I
1: maybe it's not transferring. What if you're just kind of getting like looking through like a telescope at a yeah. different...
0: Well, that was the other huh. theory. Like Maybe I'm just getting a glimpse of the other reality that's happening at the same time. Um, and when I get that... the foreshock, it's like me getting close to the other version. Yeah. I get that, that, sensation. Would,
1: that would probably be the safest and probably the happiest version. But at the same time, that doesn't explain your friend in the, the tooth gap.
0: Yeah, because that was weird. Like, I wouldn't notice that. I would 100% notice that because that was just like, he said, I've always had it. I'm like, no, you haven't. I remember you with that one. Then I told him the whole spiel about what I just told you guys. And he was like, well, maybe another reality. I didn't have one. Yeah. Um, The other one I had an hour or so ago, I was sitting over here, which my hand's over here. uh, And Megan was trying to figure out how to set everything up. And I just put my head down on the table that everything's set on. And for some reason, her sitting there, me sitting there with my head down and even her sister, because this is her sister's room sitting on a bed all at the same time, triggered it to where I saw her, her, not myself. I saw a version of herself in a day bed kind of looking thing that was deep, not long. And her asking the same question, she was going to ask. And she was the echo of the question she asked me in that split second. She asked what's wrong in here, and then she said it. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's happened once before, actually. That happened back in high school when these episodes started happening. Like 17, I was playing basketball. With a. I was in a PE class, and we were playing basketball on the court. And I had it. I had an episode. And my coach, in my head, asked, Isaac, what's up? Then he said it. Like, he was the echo. What I heard in my head was first, and he was the echo of it.
1: Wow. It's, yeah. it's kind of like a prophecy type thing at that point.
0: Well, like, or the, his, that reality is catching up with that one at the same time, and maybe, I don't know. There's a lot of, uh, still, <laughs> still a lot I'm learning about quantum theory and how quantum mechanics work, especially when it comes to the multi-world theory and all of it happening at the same time.
1: Yeah. I, I definitely have on our topic list deja vu, because that's a topic I want to cover in general. This in itself is just—I mean—it's so much more than just stage abu. Wow!
0: So, what's your guys' opinion on it,
1: man? Are you, are you I, it for the show? <laughs> oh, it's got to be safe for the show. First yeah, of all, yeah. it would be it would be dishonest of us to even have an opinion right now. Like I'm still digesting. Yeah, I'm this. still
2: uh, processing. It's a lot.
1: Because like just from when you started it to now, I've had so many different opinions on what it could be trying to diagnose it in the moment, and now it's just kind of like there's no point. Like I have to
2: let it sink in. I have a friend. I have a friend that had something very similar happen to him. Not consistently, only one time, but it was still very similar in how it happened. I'd probably talk about that on the show. But so I've heard of this in theory. Are
1: you is this Are you keeping this on this bonus episode as well, or are you going to edit it out and then us use it? You can definitely keep it here. I'm not saying, like, to not use it. I'm just curious on what your plans are.
0: No, this is, I guess, this is part of the bonus episode because I'm still recording right now. Okay. Um, yeah, I just wanted to talk to you guys about it, see if you guys wanted to use it. And you guys can, you know, voice your own opinions on it, on Believe in the Bazaar, and go through it, analyze it how you want to, stuff like that. Um, that's what I was going to say, if you have any questions about it,
1: Oh man. Is it, is it in black and white or color? Color. And you said like 15 to 20 seconds.
0: Uh, The episodes themselves, the how long it lasts is about, if I can gauge a time about maybe five, seven, eight seconds, no more than 10. It's very limited. The pain anyway, right? The pain lasts about that long. And then I get the after feeling in my head, which I have right now, actually of like a a light headache about right here on the side and um it's almost like an aftershock of like like when you just like slap your hand on the table and you got that little sensation in your hand after you've done it yeah but here my other conclusion about it, it was that medically um when i had deja vu right the medical side of it because when people classify deja vu, it's they say it's the lapse between your short-term and your long-term. When the transfer goes over, it repeats itself, records, and they send it back again. So you basically, you see it as something that's happened twice when it really hasn't. It's just that that misfire between your long-term and your short-term recorded differently. So you get that sensation, you've done it before. Now I'm thinking, uh, if a doctor looked at this whole situation, you'd say, oh, your memory... When you have that happen, you have that causes a malfunction in your brain electronically that sends your brain haywire, which causes all the pain. But then how do you explain the memory alterations and seeing versions of myself, right? Am I just imagining something or is it I'm pulling memories from dreams I've had or, you know, it just – It would be interesting. I know that the timing would have to be absolutely perfect, but if you were like – if you
1: were at the hospital – and like they were able to record your brain with like a CAT scan or whatever they I don't know medical terms. But like if they were able to, to visually see what was happening in your brain when you were having one of your episodes. Um, yeah. so you should just live at the hospital for a couple weeks. <laughs> Food would be trash, but yeah.
0: That's the thing too. I can't trigger it. I can't activate it. I can't do it on purpose. It's all by accident, all by chance. It never happens the way you want it to. Never happens. Like mind you, the worst one. Right, because these ones I have are minor, like uh, like it puts me down, or like it makes, gives me pain, but it won't take me off my feet. The last one I had that was horribly bad, like massive shock into my head. I saw about a good five seconds of memories I never had, like major problem. Was at our Christmas party for my my, my what well, uh, the store I worked for, uh, the the company I worked for, had it last Christmas twenty nineteen. I went up to shake a guy's hand that we used to work with. And he came as uh, one of the other guys who works uh, plus one, right? And we were to shake his hand. And, and me getting up from the table, mind you, the table was long. Had everyone, about 20 of us who worked there, all sitting down. It was outside-ish. It was like a, a closed place. They kind of they put fire around to make it warm because, of course, it's cold in December. But it was a long table. And I got up out of the seat and I shook his hand. And when I did, boom, I saw the whole room like I already saw it before, but altered. Maybe everyone's version of themselves was slightly different. I remember things differently. Something was going to happen, but never did. Or uh, the way we got there, just like a whole bunch of different memories at one time that made no sense. And it was so strong that I didn't even hear his question he asked me when he shook my hand. I just looked blank-faced at him. And then I sat down, and Meg was like, What's wrong? You look like you're in a lot of pain. I told her it's happening, an episode like that. And when I came back from it, I I, I couldn't remember. I had to go really concentrate in the last five seconds what caused it to happen. And uh, uh, one of the chicks I worked with, she was like, Oh, what's wrong? You know, you you look like you're about to cry. What's going on? Right. Because she's like, She says, I looked like in distress. Right. And I couldn't tell her what was wrong. She, you know, say, so how would you explain that <laughs> yeah. in the moment? you like, you yeah, got an yeah. hour? Like, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I just told her, oh, no, I'm fine. <clears throat> I just, uh, just a little eyebrow or something like that. And she made a joke about something and it was, everyone just forgot. And I basically told her, I just had the, the really worst one I ever had ever. She's seen me experience this stuff, right? And she says, I just look like I'm in an intense, I have a confused look on my face. And then I look like I'm in an, an intense amount of pain. And then I come out of it, and I look confused, and she said, and the funny thing is, smell is also involved. For some reason, when I breathe in my nose, like, right after one, I smell, like, iron and, like, metal. Like, blood, maybe? No, not not tell blood, but almost, like, I don't know if you ever worked in a metal shop, like, a no, walk you know. past one, or walk past, like, someone welding or something like that. I've done okay, it myself. Yeah, okay that smell of like metal or like when you like you're playing with coins or you're playing with metal or something and you smell your hands it's on your hands like that kind of smell, but like I'm inhaling it from nowhere. That's interesting. Yeah. was
1: very unique. Wow. Are you like hyper aware after one of them? Like obviously your head's probably hurting. So maybe not as much, but to seeing if there are any immediate changes that you can recognize.
0: No, not that's all afterwards. It, it takes me a while to realize, um, Like, where, where, where like, I'm not saying what caused it. Like, I try to retrace my memory, my steps back to what point caused it. Like, what was the trigger for it? And then I try to overanalyze and remember the memory I got. Um, But funny enough, what actually has been helps get away the pain from the after effects of it, um, I found by accident on iFunny Um, (laughs) is a song called Cinematics by a guy named Nigel Stanford. Um, he works with frequency kind of music. It's very, uh, I would say, ambient style, I guess. It's does he very, like change?
1: Does he change the hertz that it, like his strings are at yes. and everything? I yeah. got gotcha. you.
0: It make, it's very electronic sounding. For whatever reason, whether it's the frequencies that he's using in the song or how he's he's manipulating the sound and he's creating it in the song or the music anyway, it helps. It helps take away that that sensation of of after pain and stuff like that. It goes away. So I'm thinking, it, I mean, obviously it has to do with my brain, but something about certain frequencies can uh, help. Wow, yeah, this is going to be a great episode. It's going to take <laughs> us time
1: to, I think, break that down. Just digest it, because it's just so much. I mean, as you just telling us your personal experiences, but for us, yeah. it's kind of like so much to take in. My mind's changed a hundred times from starting it. That's I don't say awesome because obviously it can be painful and scary, but it is incredible, you know, for, without a positive connotation, it is incredible.
0: Yeah. That's something I wanted to share with you guys. Cause I know like, uh, I wanted to hear your guys stuff on it, but I obviously now got to wait till the episode to come out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I wanted to, cause you guys always, I guess how you, you know find like subjects or something like that but how you you know believe in a bizarre you know believe in it, it with a believability when it comes to certain op- things and stuff like that plus i wanted to see if anyone in your platform that listens to you guys might experience something similar and make it point me in the right direction to how to deal with it or how to get rid of it or even how to embrace it or strengthen it uh, either one of the others
1: we'll but, be sure during that episode too to uh ask people yeah if, have if you experience this or anything we'll make sure to have them at the very least reach out to us so we can you know we'll plug you guys as well so they can reach out to you, but we'll definitely pose that question because you never know what other people experience I mean you never really know.
0: It always heard that original that that phrase there's no original thought there's no original idea right so yeah. me thinking this would that be the first, or is there someone else out there that it has experienced the same?
1: and somebody might be experiencing it and not have thought about it the same way you did. No. And maybe your theory will make more sense to them, or maybe they'll have a theory and they'll reach out and it'll make more sense to you. You know, it's the power of communication. Yep. Wow. lot to digest for sure. <laughs> well, this was a long 30 minutes.
0: Like it's an hour already, but yeah, yeah.
1: Good conversation though. And above all, we appreciate, we appreciate that you listen to us. Yeah, we love listening to you guys, and we appreciate
0: you having us on. I want to give the answer to you, but I want to hear your answer first. Uh, what is one topic you really want to hear us talk about? <laughs> Black-eyed kids. Really? I think that's maybe that's <laughs> just
1: because you oppose it. I totally understand. Oh, man, let's see. That That's one that keeps coming. You know what? And I think you mentioned that it was going to be a topic, but it's one, one of my personal experiences that I had, I think, is this topic and we're probably going to touch on it eventually. I would like um, to hear you guys talk about skinwalkers and the whole Navajo legend around skinwalkers. I know, I think you guys mentioned that you might be doing skinwalker ranch, um, but I think just that, just the topic of skinwalker might be cool.
0: I think it's going to be part of the cryptoid episode. Okay. I'm excited for demons. Funny enough, that's actually the subject I want to hear you guys talk about.
2: Oh, really demons?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I might do a case. If, if it was a case, it would be, uh, was it the, the case of Emily Rose? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Like if that had one specific subject for you guys to do about demons in a case it would be the Emily Rose case.
1: Yeah. We try and stray away. I like, think obviously we did Mothman and stuff like that, Yeah. but we're trying to do just to make, trying to give us the most content possible. We try and do as tiny specific cases just so that it just, we can, you know, the longevity of the podcast. It's interesting though, because in this resonated with me from your episode today, but I have a, one of my closest friends who's incredibly religious. He believes that aliens are a hundred percent demons. Like there's no space, there's no aliens in space. It's just earth and heaven. And that what we perceive as aliens are entirely demons.
0: All so right. when you, yeah, <laughs> When
1: you mentioned that, I was like, ah, another another person. I know, I know, you didn't say specifically that, like, yeah. I believe this to be true, but it's just that idea of like maybe, maybe aliens are just demons,
0: or at least some kind of form of supernatural. Maybe they're not the demons that we portray aliens to be, because if aliens can, you know, your dimensions and stuff like that, then maybe they're just another form of them. But that was a whole subject of uh, possibly ghosts and aliens not being entirely inclusive or exclusive to each other. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. But yeah, I think that we definitely add that to the topic list. I know you probably want to take that one. I imagine, maybe not. You're looking at me like maybe not. I
0: don't know. It'll be on I our topic know. list for sure. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on today. I appreciate same you thing. having us. Yeah. Yeah. know, first one that I thought of. <laughs> oh, we appreciate that. Yeah, we yeah. feel honored. Thank you. And uh,
1: it's just cool. I like I like the fact that we both start around the same time. We're both doing well. We're both doing good episodes. Good content. I think it'll be fun to see a year from now. And, you know, as we just keep growing, it'll be interesting if somebody becomes a fan of both of us and they realize, oh, wow, did you know back in 2020 they did an episode together? Like, I think that's just really cool.
0: Now, the one thing I want to do more than anything is some point in time in the far future or near future, however, I want all four of us to sit down together, same room and record an episode together
1: we're fun. down we're, yeah. I, Well, you know what we'll come to you
0: <laughs> Yes. rather
1: than you come to Ohio Please. we'll take a little trip to North Carolina yes and the palm trees yes yeah we're We'll. Done. yes let's yeah. do that we'll call, We'll save you a trip we'll come down to you yeah you don't gotta come here so. yeah there's nothing here no all
0: right all right, <laughs> all right. guess we'll uh, catch you guys later
1: all right all right um, we appreciate it thank you. thank you
0: and this has been a bonus episode of Hidden the Shadows and we'll catch you weirdos in the next one